Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. It's time for... Here we go, here we go, here we go. Kickoff. With Boomer Esiason and Mike Valenti. Presented nationally by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos, brought to you by those who drink it. And Lowe's, Lowe's knows home improvement. Ready to roll on a big week 13 in the National Football League. Kickoff with Boomer Valenti. And we're in matching hoodies. This is exciting. What's going on, buddy? How hey, are you? Good afternoon. And by the way, you know, it's great to see you in person and once in a while to know that you're actually alive, that it's not just a voice on the other end. You're going to be stuck with me a lot now. And I'm just going to say this, and you got to take this as a heartfelt compliment. I cannot believe that it's week 13. We are now in December. This year is flying by, and you're making it fun each and every week. Well, I try, man. I appreciate that. Um, you know, Cleet Blackman really made last night fun. Oh, my uh, God. I, just We will get to the rundown, but can we just – for one moment, talk about this. Look, Seattle, Dallas, points galore, a rare shootout in this league. How do you have 19 penalties for 257 yards? For comparison's sake, the New York football Giants had 220 yards of total offense last week. Right here. The defeat. Right here. 257 yards of penalties? Yeah. I, I think that uh, Pete Carroll said it after the game. Like, something has to be done. Uh, the uh, The interpretations, the rules, the way that – Penalties are called away from plays um, and then have a profound effect on who possesses the ball. You take a look at this, almost 900 yards of total offense. That's aided by the 257 right. yards of penalties that each offense most likely gained. I know there were some called against the offense, but it also is making for a very frustrating watch for all of us who cover the league and who are fans, who have fantasy football players playing in these games. We all wait for what, Mike? The flag. Well, oh, oh, we're all no waiting for the flag. Anytime there's a big play, and, and you see it in college too. I'm waiting for the graphic to light up yellow. I don't even know if I'm allowed to have fun. I last night you can't. There has to be a level where if something is not directly impacting the play, you gotta go, you know what? I gotta swallow the whistle. You gotta have an idea of the game flow here and go, look, we're getting a little carried away. You know, it's interesting. Gene Steratore works with us at CBS, and I talk to him every week about different circumstances and situations. And he played football, and he's from Pittsburgh. So he understands the game. 
And, you know, he has told me over and over and over again that the NFL has been, you know, just like having problems getting these things straightened out. And like he would do a game like he was doing like he was a football fan, like a football player. And sometimes there was no need to call a penalty if it didn't have any in, you know impact on the game. Call it like you want to watch it. All right, that's scones, what I would do. But. Scones, rundown. Let's get it. The NFL rundown. All right, Booms. Question: Detroit Lions. They were the darlings of the first half. Everybody likes Dan Campbell. The networks are trying to get more primetime games. Is the uh, check engine light on here? Some bad football over the last few weeks. Yes, 100%. Now, uh, you and I have talked about this. Number one, uh, Jared Goff is a really good quarterback, but he does have a penchant to turn the ball over. So too many turnovers from him. And number two, where is their pass rush coming from, and how is it helping their secondary? And I know that they had been injured, and they were getting uh, supposedly healthy going into that game on Thanksgiving, and then they got tore up again by Jordan Love this time. So I think that, you know, if they're going to go deep into the playoffs, they are not a Super Bowl team in my eyes because their defense, to me, lacks the pressure uh, that needs to be placed on the opposing quarterback. Yeah, and Aaron Glenn does not like blitzing. And, I mean, look, you don't do what you want to do. You do what you need to do. They're going to have to make alterations. And, look, we'll get to it later. I'm nervous about that game this weekend in New Orleans. We'll talk about it. Jets. This is your favorite topic. (laughs) I want to offer you a conspiracy that I offered my listeners in Detroit. Aaron Rodgers never tore his Achilles. Aaron Rodgers, this is a God complex routine. And eventually in six months, we're going to have him like TB12. He's going to be selling sleep attire, Achilles recovery kits, and magic mushrooms. I, I just, th- this is all about, look at me, I'm great, look at what I did. The reality is, I don't believe for a second he tours. You can't come back this quick at age 40. So you're the one who's basically forcing him to say what he's saying on the McAfee show. Yes. That you are all about the conspiracy and that this is one big hoax that he's pulling on all of us. Yes. I do, I do not agree with that. <laughs> I do not agree with that because I do know Dr. Elitraj personally. He was the one that did the surgery on Aaron Rodgers. I did not talk to him about the surgery, but there is no way that Dr. Elitraj is putting his name and reputation and attaching it to something that isn't what we all think it is. I'm just telling you that right now. Do you right believe now. he's actually going to play? I do not. I do not. I think all of this is great for him to be a part of the team and to be back here and to show all the young players how important it is to rehab your injury. Look at um, me. Look no, at me. That may be a little bit of that, too. I, I don't doubt that. And the fact that it is the Jets and the fact that it is the media market or capital of the world, I understand why it gets covered so much. But I also do know this, that he is a human and human Achilles tendons don't allow players to go back on the field within four months. It's not, just not and, happening. And look, we saw one time, and only time I remember, Cam Akers was, what, 21 or 22, 22 years old? Five months. Five months. Yeah. This is like 10 days. I, I, come on. This is ridiculous. And by the way, same surgery, same surgeon. Uh, everybody, you know, is hoping that this is uh, would happen. But it's not going to happen because uh, the other reason why it's not going to happen is because the Jets are going to be out of it. Correct. Now, Aaron Rodgers could tell the Jet beat reporters, you know what? What could happen if I come back and play? I re-injured it again, but I'll have more than enough time to rehab it again. That's not like, how this works. When I heard that, I thought that was crazy. I mean, he owes the Jets another year, and he should not put himself in jeopardy of injuring that right now. He should take a page out of the great Kevin Durant's book. Mm. Sit out a That's year, right. come back, make sure it's strong and it's healthy, and you can get back to playing at least effective football for the Jets. We're going to have a true or false section Let's here. Let's do it, I'm going to offer you some takes. You tell me if they're insane, they're on money. Let's go. 
Niners. They entered the showdown against the Eagles, and I don't think it's a debate. They are the clear-cut best team in football. They are. Uh, that's true, and it's true for a number of reasons, but uh, the addition of Chase Young has worked out really well for them. Uh, the health of Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey is key to them becoming the multidimensional team that they are. Love the coach, love the way the offense is, and I think that Brock Purdy has now gotten over that little lull where everybody's questioning him. He's accurate, he's a quick decision maker, and he's really a terrific young man. All right, number two. Frank Reich's firing is a complete embarrassment, and David Tepper's petulance is making this a job that nobody's going to want to take. I can't believe you're asking me this. I mean, you I'm know not asking you. I'm telling you. I mean, he's my roommate. He's my best man at my wedding. He's my buddy. I love him to death, and I don't want to see him go through what he just went through with both Irsay and now David Tepper. I, I don't mean, care if course. he's a bum off the street. You it, can't fire a man with a rookie QB who's four feet tall, 10, 11 weeks into the season. You it, can't do it. It's, it, it's yeah, Listen, all's fair in the NFL, man, especially for these coaches because, like many coaches, they're protected with guaranteed contracts. Um, I did text with Frank this week. I know he's a little bit uh, disappointed, to say the least, uh, but he's going to be well compensated. And if he wants to get back in the league next year as an offensive coordinator or maybe even go for one of the coach openings that will be there, uh, he'll be uh, able to do that. So he's a big boy. The initial sting hurts all of us that know him because he's a tremendous human being. But at the end of the day, maybe it's not the greatest situation for him to be in in the first but place. But David, Te- Dave, this, this David Tepper is creating a bad environment here because who's going to want that job? Wait a second. You just took a total gentleman, a guy, you traded the whole future of the team to get a rookie. You bring him in to nurture the rookie. Ten minutes later, you fire him. They've been through how many coaches since Tepper bought the team? Who the hell's going to want to take the job? It's one of 32. He'll pay a lot of money to somebody, maybe to your buddy Jim Harbaugh coming out of uh, Michigan if he decides not to go back there. Yeah, he's on my Christmas card list. I'm sure he is. (laughs) Eagles, they find another way to escape. But, Boomer, I'm sorry. They're on the field for 92 snaps. Now, the Bills, you know my thoughts about them. But this defense is going to be their undoing. This is going to prevent them from going to a Super Bowl. True or false? Uh, I would say true because I do think San Francisco still is the better team. And, you know, if they lose the game to San Francisco on Sunday, that makes next Sunday's game against the Dallas Cowboys even that uh, more juicy, I would say. Yes. And because there'll be a lot riding on that game. I I, um, I think Joan Hurts has been pretty open and honest about feeling about how this team has not played their best football yet, but they're still 10-1. and one. Uh, they're going to be – he's going to be a pain in the neck. And you saw it late in the game in the second half. He was yep. not having a great first half. No. And then all of a sudden he turns into the Superman. And that's really the tra- telltale sign to me of, of true greatness on the field. So I would not count Jalen Hurts out. I do think that San Francisco, however, is the better team. And maybe Dallas will show that same thing in two weeks down in Dallas. All right, other side of the coin with that game. The Bills, at a certain point, it's who you are. They got a little bit of a loser DNA here. This is just who they are, true or false? I think right now it is true. Um, I think the quarterback's great. I think ever since the change to Joe Brady as their offense coordinator, you know, Josh has played significantly better, and it looks like the Josh that we saw back in week two, three, and four when they were on that little run earlier in the season. The defense is problematic. You know, they're prob- they got a problem now, an issue with Von Miller being arrested down in uh, Dallas. Good, good Lord. So there's a lot of things going on with this franchise, N- not to mention they have a very difficult schedule finishing out the season. So I don't see them in the playoffs. True or false, most weeks people are talking about the wrong Josh Allen. 
uh, true right now. J- Jacksonville's Josh Allen, you know, the other guy, yes. 66 pressures, 12 and a half sacks. Boomer, It's you hear about Bosa, you hear about Garrett, you hear about Watt, and rightfully so. This kid is in that class. Well, there's two people that you don't hear about that are in that class. One is Daniel Hunter for the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, for sure. And the other is this Josh Allen for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes, he's a tremendous young player. Uh, he's finally finding his game. He's a presence every single game they play. The thing that I worry about with Jacksonville is that they had a chance to put this game away on offense twice last week and were unable to do it in Houston. And even Trevor Lawrence said after the game, thank God for our defense because yeah. we put it all on them to win the game against a rookie quarterback. And they came through. That was the key thing. They came through, and he and Josh Allen was a big part of that. He's, he's awesome. Um, all right, you brought the Jags up. I'll move something up. Their offensive line, and notably loss of Cam Robinson now on the IR, potentially for the year, the offensive line is going to keep them from making any meaningful run in the playoffs, despite having a gaudy record. I'm going to say true to that because I don't think that they're a Super Bowl team. I thought that they were a divisional round team. They're going to win the AFC South. Um, Trevor Lawrence is good enough to get them through the wild card round into the divisional round. I do think that uh, that is a big loss for them. That's like the loss of Trent Williams for the San Francisco 49ers earlier in the year. Left tackle is your bell cow offensive lineman. Unless, of course, you're the Philadelphia Eagles, and then it's Jason Kelsey. (laughs) But I would just say that he is like the most important guy on that team other than, uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence on offense. So, yeah, that is a huge loss for them. Fun one. Seattle's got the best throwbacks in the league. Uh, True. Without question, they're awesome. I can't get enough of those. Yes, I I wish they would just use them all the time. Okay, what is the process if you want to do that? I've never seen a team do it, but, like, how do you go to the league and go, look, we don't want a new design. We just want to go back to – is that a two-year thing? I would think it would be at least a two-year thing because the manufacturers are making the uniforms now so the fans can buy them, and they have one of the most uh, fiery fan bases out there in Seattle. So you don't want to screw those folks over just yet. So you got to wear the jerseys. For the next couple of years, Those and then maybe sweet. they'll go back to the originals. Um, true or false, hearing the news that Joe Flacco is starting a football game in the year of 2023 is the most insane thing you've heard this season. That's true, because I never expected to hear it. But one thing we've learned over the last two years, Mike, is that if you play quarterback in the NFL, man, yeah. you're taking your life into your own hands. It's like I being mean, a left-handed reliever in Major League Baseball. This is going to be 51 quarterbacks or maybe 52 quarterbacks now that will have played, and the Browns are on their fourth starting quarterback of this season. That is insane. That hit that DTR took last week was brutal. But again, a rookie. Like, you remember Jaron Hall for the Minnesota Vikings yes. down in Atlanta? You know, these kids don't realize just how fast the defense is, and they put themselves just in incredibly difficult positions, just like Anthony Richardson did for the Colts. That 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 hit was that that hit was like Monday morning hitting most of yes. us. Um, <laughs> all right, MVP race. It's the most wide open I can remember. Non-true or false here, but I laid this out. Here are your odds. You tell me who you want right here, right now. Hertz plus one hundred and fifty, Mahomes plus four hundred, Lamar plus four hundred, Dak plus eight hundred. CMC plus 2,000, Stroud 2,000, and Tyreek Hill at plus 5,000. Wow. I, I'll tell you what, if Tyreek Hill and the Dolphins finish really strong and he gets over 2,000 and he passes, surpasses Calvin Johnson's 1986, whatever it is, whatever that number is, I think he is really going to be in the mix here because he changes the whole landscape of the football field yeah. when he is healthy. So as an MVP voter myself, I will definitely consider him. I'll also consider T.J. Watt. I'll consider Josh Allen. I'll consider Miles Garrett. 
uh, non-quarterbacks, if you will. Yeah. But for me, I still think it's going to come down to Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott, those three guys. See, Dak's interesting, especially with what we saw Thursday night, with what we see with this team. If he beats Philly, if he gets Dallas into that one-seed conversation, I mean, I'm excited for you to say Tyreek. I, I may throw a few clamshells on Tyreek yeah. plus 5,000. Right. But I just, just, you know. Right. But just take a look at what Dak has done the last six weeks. I mean, he's been on yeah. fire, and I know he's under a lot of heat. And I said on the NFL today on Thanksgiving, he's always going to be compared to Roger Staubach and Troy Aikman. And until he wins a championship, it's not going to be enough for the Dallas Cowboy fans. For those of us who are not fans of the Cowboys, but fans of people who play the position the right way, carry themselves the right way, are the unquestioned leader of the team. What I see is an A-plus player there. Yeah, and he's taken a lot of you-know-what for a lot of years. Sure he has. It, 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 this would be a real breakthrough for him. I, I Listen, him and C.D. Lamb right now, it's must-see TV. It's awesome. All right, we got a lot more to do. We will get to the picks. We have a game of the year. We rarely do this, but we have a game of the year. And then we're going to do a little coaching carousel. So don't make a move. Let's kick off with Boomer and Valenti. Let me tell you about Casamigos Tequila. The smoothest tequila on the planet. Enjoy the entire family of Casamigos tequila. The Reposado, Añejo, Blanco, the Cristalino, and the Mezcal. It's Casamigos tequila brought to you by those who drink it. Casamigos tequila reminds you, please celebrate responsibly. It's kickoff with Boomer and Valenti. All right, we are back. Picks challenging. Uh, Good week for me last week, 8 and 5. Overall, this year's been tough because favorites are winning. And if that happens, I don't. Boomer, um, let's dive right in. A lot of games to talk about, and I cannot wait. There is one game here that might be the ugliest game to ever be played. It's going to be incredibly exciting. Let's go to the picks. Picks of the week. Folks, this is a game you don't let your friends play. You just don't. Friends don't let friends bet Chargers Pats. Chargers lay in five and a half as they travel to New England. Pats are done, man. Bailey Zappi's going to probably start for them. That's what it looks like to me. Chargers, you know, are playing for their playoff lives. I, you know, I know it's Brandon Staley. I know they're on the road. I know it's cold. They're coming all the way across the country to play just an absolute Patriot offense that has no, no semblance of confidence whatsoever. Their defense has played well. But I think Justin Herbert would be too much for them. I'll lay the five and a half, and I'll take the Chargers. I'm with you. And and, and everything he just said is right. The, you can't – the Chargers shouldn't be favored over anyone because they – the Chargers will take a winning lottery ticket, <laughs> and they'll fall into the street and get hit by a bus with it while trying to go cash it in. But you have to take the Chargers. I love the analogy. It's just – Boomer, they cannot stand prosperity. I hear you. Lions laying four and a half as they head down to New Orleans. You know, we were talking about this in the first segment about the Lions and their defense and how disappointing it has been. And I know that Jared Goff this week is talking about not turning the ball over, which is great. On the other side, you got Derek Carr who's flatlining and he can't get the team in the end zone. The Saints still have a chance of winning that division down there. This is not going to be an easy game for the Lions. I'm going to I'm going to take the Saints and the points, the home dog here. And I think that Derek Carr has a chance to obviously have a big game against this Lions defense. I'm with you. you look, Dennis Allen, Derek Carr is dogs. Yes. As favorites, like last week, no. no. I um, I can't trust the Lions to go on the road lane north of a field goal right now. The turnovers are out of control. I need to see Aaron Glenn make some changes defensively. Got to get more aggressive. I'm, I'm with Boomer here. I'm going to take the Saints, take the points. 
Steelers laying five and a Ooh. half, traveling to Arizona. I know, this one stinks. Wow, it? look what happens when you go over 400 yards on offense when you're the Steelers. Everybody goes crazy. <laughs> but I did I did love Kenny Pickett's point that, look, guys, it's not about the yards, it's about the points, and yeah. 16 points ain't going to be enough. No. And that and that game versus the Bengals last week was ugly. And I suspect that this game is going to be just as ugly. You know, you're going to have – uh, you're going to have Kyler Murray running all over the place. The Steelers are going to try to jam it down the throats of the Cardinals by running the football. I, as much as I hate to do it, I'm going to take the Steelers five and a half points. It, it feels dirty. It does. Feel, and yeah, I know. Guys, that's the other thing. We always talk about it. That's a lot of points in an NFL football game. This ain't college. Beating teams by, you know, essentially beating a team by seven, you're in the dead zone of five and a half. You've got to put a hurting on somebody to win yes, an NFL do. game by seven. But I have to do This is gross. I'll do it. I'll go Steelers. Wow, that's three for three. I know. Mind-melding. Man. Atlanta laying two, traveling to the Jets. You know what? I'm not taking the Jets ever oh, again. I mean, they've no. been killing me, dude. They've been killing me. you got to let the Hail Mary I go. I took them last week. I know. Mistakes and now I'm sitting there at halftime, and I'm like, what What did I what? What, what have I, I just done? Seen? What did I just see? <laughs> had had you ever seen a returned Hail Mary for a touchdown? Never. We've all seen the long field goal miss, and we've seen the guys taking it back. It goes all the way back to that Auburn-Alabama game a few years back. Maybe it was about 10 years ago. Yep. And now we see NFL teams take shots at that. But I have never. Never. In Not life, in my life. Ever seen that. And look, I was a Jet player at one time, and there are a lot of things that happened when I played that I never saw until I played. Can I offer you something? Yes. Just you don't have to change, but okay. I'm going to offer this friendship. Yeah. Veto? Arthur Smith. You can absolutely veto, but Arthur Smith. Yes. After a win. Uh-oh. Is the least profitable coach against the number. I mean, Ar- that's in the weeds in now. In the history You're of the so NFL. so far in the weeds now. How many times has <laughs> Tim Boyle been in this situation? Never. Tim Boyle's a big game player. <laughs> no, this is awful, but I'm telling you. It, here's the thing. I'm asking you. You do me a favor now. Have yeah. the Jets quit? No. If the Jets defense hasn't quit, we ride. We're going with Fireman Ed. I'm taking the Jets. All right, but I'm staying with the Falcons. Okay. Colts, Titans. Colts laying one and a half on the road. Oh, my Vrabel God. is a Vrabel, home I know. dog. I'm taking the Titans. <laughs> and I'm this taking the Titans. Disgusting. You know why? And the reason I am is because this is a game where, like, you think that Gardner Minshew's got to figure it out. This is like three in a row for the Colts. But there's also a game where he could just go down there and start throwing interceptions all over the place. So I will take the Titans like in this like last stand, last quarter of the season, and Mike Vrabel, you know, trying to make a make a make a statement. And I thought they made a statement win last week. Yeah, and you're playing a trend, it, it, you guys. This is a, in real life. I got I got bad news for you. Boomer and I are not sitting around in bathrobes betting every game. Nope. Okay. But it, for the sake of the show, you're playing a trend. You never bet against Tennessee at home as a dog. You just don't. They stop the run. It's the only thing the Colts can do. I love Minshew in a pinch, but if he's your starter every week, you get exposed. You are a backup for a reason. That's not insulting. It's just life. All right. We're trusting Will Levis. Okay. going swimmingly. Yes. Uh, Dolphins laying nine and a half against the command. By the way, they're Colts and uh, Titans. I go under in that game, by the way. Yeah, under 10. Right, so so we get the Dolphins commanders. I'm going over in this game because oh, yeah. I think that the Dolphins are going to re- roll out the uh, – uh, you know the Ferrari, if you will, yeah. and uh, they are going to put a hurting on the 
on the commanders who basically really don't have a pass rush to speak of, especially with an offense like. Well, when you've traded it away, yeah, I that know. generally happens. And I think this is one of those games where, you know, Tua didn't play great last week against that Jet defense. And, you know, the Jet defense, like I told you, can keep it close to a point until the Jet offense fails. I think this is a situation where Miami's defense should be able to get a couple of turnovers and sacks on Sam Howell. Why do I say that? Because that happens every week. So I think that the uh, the Dolphins will cover here, and I'm going to take them, and I'll lay the nine and a half. This is a lot like when I let the dogs out at night. I just leave the back door cracked open so they can paw their way back in while I go get a few things done. Nine and a half's a ton. The enemy. I, you know what, Boomer? I admit it. I love Sam Howell. Yep. I just feel like nine and a half. I mean, come on. I, I got to take the nine and a half. Okay, that's fine. I, it just, I'm not going to argue with you. Now watch. It'll be 70 to 20 or something, but I'll take the commanders. Okay. This is, to me, I'm a, I'm a nerd. I love this next game. Texans favored by three over the Broncos. A rookie favored by a full field goal. The Broncos can't lose. They're winning every week. Yeah, they look great. Let me ask you this. A yeah. rookie head coach. A rookie quarterback. Mm. Uh, they they fell flat on their face last week against a Super Bowl winning coach and a very, and a great quarterback in Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Russell Wilson has played unbelievably well over the last uh, few weeks. He is not turning the ball over like he was last year, and he's also taken some chances because you know Sean Payton is driving him. To, but so the, you the, think the book is is offering you a nice deal here? That's I know. Oh. So this is the mind game you like to play with me. I'm taking a Broncos. <laughs> I don't care. I'm taking a Broncos. All right. And the points. Texans. Okay. I, I just, based on that number, and, and here's the thing. If you want a football thing, not just, you know, wacky gambling logic, the Broncos are the worst tackling team in the league. They miss like 25% of their tackles. They're a horrendous tackling. Team. Now, does this go back to the beginning of the year when they gave up 70 points to Miami? Can we take that game out? And sure. then can you Do tell me you like. how well they tackle? I'm not doing it live. That would require several button pushes. But I fair. I'm just... I got to go with the number here. I'm going to go Texans. See, I look at the last six games for the Broncos. Totally different team. It's a totally different team. And whatever happened after that 70-point beatdown by the Dolphins, Sean Payton got into that defensive room. He probably told Vance Joseph, his defensive coordinator, listen, we got to simplify this thing. We got to let these players play and stop thinking. And let's, let's be as simple as we possibly can. And I think that has been the elixir or the Broncos to get them right back in the mix here. Vance, fix this or I'm loading you into a space cannon. That's how that conversation went. Okay. All right. Preemptive veto. I I'm, can't I'm I can't you. I can't believe this is real. Bucks laying five and a half against the Panthers. I am telling you, I don't care if this show goes five years, ten years, two years, I will never, ever bet the Panthers with Bryce Young. Ever. I cannot. Just yeah, I agree with you. Veto. I'm not I I'm I'm right there with you. If I were going to take one of these two teams, I would probably, I would probably take the Panthers only because coaching change. Yep. Uh, you know, and these things seem to work for these teams There's in the a short term. Bounce in the short term. Yep. I, I think I don't think they'll win, but I think they would cover the game. I think this game is going to be a lot closer uh, than the five and a half points. But I'm not going to. I wouldn't take either team. Veto here. Yep. One hundred percent. Same here. Yep. All right. Rams laying three and a half. Against Joe Flacco and the Browns. What am I missing here? Why is this number three and a half? I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a scary number, and it's Matthew Stafford, and they look good last week. They look week. good last week. I didn't think Cooper Cup was going to play, and he shows up and plays. Uh-huh. And, and I, he's tightrope in the sideline the whole bit. He's unbelievable. Yeah, and I don't know if uh, Miles Garrett's 100%. I don't. I feel like he's been banged up a little bit. hasn't been as 
uh, impressive the last he's playing, couple games. He said he. Uh, it's it's. I, I think it's a shoulder. So he said he's going to play until the wheels fall off. All right. So that that week. tells me that he's not 100. percent You know, I'm actually going to take the Rams here. Actually, no. Hold time out. Time out. It, they're favored. They're favored by three and a half. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take the Browns because I think it will be a field goal game. What about this angle? And you you'd have to give me the player's psychology. Browns defense kind of got embarrassed last week. Yep. A little bit of a pride thing. A little bounce back here. Or is that just made up? Uh, all right, forget it. Forget it. I'm not even. I'm not even thinking. I'm thinking. I'm. I'm sorry, uh, Brian. I, I know that I'm. I got you all over the place here. Guys, I'm having a nervous breakdown over I, here. I Brian. can't even believe two, these two teams. I'm going to take the 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 Rams. I'm going to lay the points, and the reason I'm doing that is because of Joe Flacco stepping on the field for the first time in a year, and hasn't really practiced other than maybe 10 practices and now all of a sudden it's going to be thrust into a starting situation and when he was with the Jets maybe he kind of calmed things down and could move the ball down the field but man he would make turnovers that would kill the team so yeah. I'm going to take the Rams here I'm Jeez. sorry I'm taking the Rams what about that what about that Rams line versus the Browns? I'm taking the Rams I- <laughs> stop <laughs> talking man I'm taking forehead over the Rams and the Browns he's sweating it out uh, only here do you get a deep dive on Rams and Browns. I think we've covered it more than the local radio stations have. Oh, God, and you would twist to the knife. That's great. I, I had to. I'll, I'll go Rams because I'm not convinced Joe Flacco's not a cardboard cutout of a quarterback. Thank you. Okay. This game, all right, Chiefs laying six, traveling to Lambeau to take on the new-look Packers? Yeah, yeah. Is Jordan Love a thing now? He is. The last three weeks he has been, and he, you know, he played great against the Lions. Uh, Chiefs defense much better than the Lions. Chiefs defense has traveled well all year long. I think this game is going to be tight. I really do. I think it's going to be within the number. So I'm going to take the Packers. I do believe the Chiefs will win, but I'll take the Packers in the points. I'm with you here because the Chiefs do this basically once a month now. Everyone's like, man, when are the Chiefs going to get it right offensively? Then they play a, a bad team and they light them up. And then it's right back to, wait. They only scored nine points against the Broncos or wait, what's wrong with the offense? The Packers, they were very shorthanded against lines. No Devondre Campbell, no Jair Alexander. Their offensive line is top five in the league and they are elite pass blocking. Spags is going to bring the blitzes. I would assume their line will hold their water. If love is actually developed, I'm with you. Mahomes laying north of a field goal was a bad idea. All of it's a bad idea, but that's a real bad idea. Um, I'm going to go Packers. I can't believe I'm going Packers here. Could they be one of these teams that comes on the end of the season the way that they have played and make it into the playoffs? That That's a real question because there's probably okay. about three or four teams that we'll get to a little bit later on that have that opportunity, and I think they're one of them. Yeah, there's, there's basically, if you said the Vikings are in, which I'm not certain of, I'd, those comments by uh, O'Connell this week were weird. Well, he's, hey, he gonna... knows he's got a quarterback issue now. Well, I, mean, I could have told you that the day you brought I mean, Dobbs in. Yeah, but Dobbs was good. Don't get me wrong. He, what he did the first couple games for them was amazing. But now all of a sudden, getting ready for a game plan. A tape gets out, Boomer. Out. Yeah, tape different. gets out. Um, yeah, I'm going to take the pack, and I agree with you. Okay. I think there's a scenario that they could creep in. Jags, Bengals. Jaguars on Monday Night Football, first time in, I think, 12 years. Laying eight. Yeah, I feel bad for my Bengals, man. You know, Trey Hendrickson has got to be the guy that changes the game. He's got to force a fumble on a sack. He's got to tip a ball, things of that nature. He, he'll have the matchup uh, advantage for the Bengals uh, from their defensive standpoint. But I just don't – their offense can't do anything with Jake Browning. He just – they can't. I mean, and they have so many good players that are frustrated now, and they're going to be leaning heavily on Joe Mixon. 
I, you know, I do like the Jags here. It's a Monday night coming out party for them. I'm going to lay the eight. I'm going to take the Jags. You can hear the gears turning. I, I, I don't like the Jags as a big favorite, but I'm with Boomer. There is no way in H-E-double-L hell I can bet Jake Browning. I, I am going to veto this. It would be Jags, but this is going to be a pass. You know, now, another problem with the NFL is just these backup quarterbacks that aren't ready to play. Can't do it. All right, we have a coaching carousel delight next. Boomer, tell them about Casamigos. All righty, so what goes great with football, Mike and I both know it's Casamigos tequila. Casamigos brought to you by those who drink it. So make sure you have plenty on hand for the Week 13 games, whether it be Añejo, Blanco, Reposado, Cristalino, or Mezcal. It's Casamigos tequila, our personal favorite, if you ask us. And they also want to remind you, our friends out there, that please, please, Celebrate responsibly. It's kickoff with Boomer and Valenti. All right, final segment. Got an absolute five-star game to talk about. Cannot wait. We got the final word later on with a coaching carousel madness. Could be a record year for job openings. But let's start with our best of the best. This week's best of the best. You wait all year for games like this. This is these are this is an NFC title game in the regular season. The Niners lay in two and a half as they travel to Philly. I'm going to make an opening. I'd like to address the crowd. I'm going to make an opening statement. Yeah, go ahead. I don't like this game. I love this game. I don't like the Niners. I love the Niners here. I am probably walking into a rake. I think the Niners are going to go into Philly and bully the bullies. I think the Eagles have been lucky as all get out. You got a defense that's on the field for 92 snaps last week. San Francisco's healthy. They're in a rhythm. That's a real thing in the NFL, man. Like, I know momentum doesn't translate between games, but when a team is operating at a high level, these teams can go on four, five, six-week runs. Niners are in one. You know, the amazing thing is the respect that the Niners are getting going into this game is the Eagles are 10-1 and with their starting quarterback in 20 years. There hasn't been a home team that has a 10-1 and or better mark with their starting quarterback in the lineup that has been the home dog. That tells you how much everybody out there That's right. really does respect and recognize how good the 49ers are. Now, five weeks ago, that might not have been the case because they were in the middle of that three-game losing streak. That I swung. was questioning them. Right, Guilty everybody was. But I never, I never stopped thinking that they weren't the best team because every team is going to go through a lull somewhere along the line. There's going to be a bad loss or a bad couple losses. There's going to be some injuries that are going to impact the team. And I think that's where the 49ers were earlier this season. But now, as you just pointed out, they are rocking and rolling. The Eagles have gotten a little bit lucky. But, you know, luck is a good thing if you're like a guy like Jalen Hurts. You could play awful for the first half like he did against Buffalo. Yeah. And then all of a sudden turn it on and, and score five touchdowns in the second half. That's how great a player he is and how he willed his team to win last week. See, I think what what happens here, and, and I, I understand, he's still very functional, he's very good. There's a little bit missing. That knee is a thing, and it's going to be a thing all year. This is not the team you want to face. Since getting Chase Young, I think the Niners have, what, 15 sacks in yes. three weeks? Yeah. You're seeing this thing completely turn, and they feast. Now they're gonna. Get, I believe you will get Lane Johnson. That, in this I was going to say that's the big number. That's the big guy for them. Yeah. They need to have him on the field. It was shocking that he was deactivated last week against yeah. the Bills. But I look at the Niners and the way they get after you up front. But flip the script here. When you have a defense, there are leaks in this Eagle defense. Now they're allegedly great at stopping the run. You know what I've seen the last couple of weeks? 
Buffalo notwithstanding, because they just refuse to run the football. The Ch- I go back to that Chiefs game. The Chiefs damn near put 200 yards rushing on this thing. Mm-hmm. And they were running a lot of outside concept, a lot of pulling your center and moving out. And Creed Humphrey's awesome. And who loves to do that? Uh, just, <laughs> bam. That's, I just feel like there's parallels you can draw. And Shanahan, that, that off-tackle run game they love to establish. I, God, I, I just feel like this is the Eagles are in real trouble here. Yeah, so the 49ers are uh, like a concoction of Mike Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan, and you think of Sean McVay, you think all those young coaches that were on that Mike Shanahan staff in Washington. And Kyle took a lot from his dad, and his dad always had one of the most, if not the most, physical run game in the NFL when I played. And we mirrored that. So did uh, Bill Walsh mirrored that in San Francisco. You know, that's why we were so good with the play action because our running game was so powerful and so strong. And I think that's one of the real key things that the 49ers are. They are a physical offense. Everybody sees the flash and dash of, you know, Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle, and then all of a sudden, you know, a little bit of Christian McCaffrey, right. and then beat Debo with a underneath handoff or whatever it is. But I'm telling you, when you watch Christian McCaffrey go through the line, it's about as fast and physical and sudden as yeah. there is in the NFL. So. I love their toughness. I love who they are, and that's why I do think that they will be the NFC representative in the Super Bowl. You know what else I love? Extra rest. This time of year, it matters, man. When you get 10 days between a game and you're the Eagles and you played a later kick and you play an absolute war against the Bills, it all matters. The Niners, I, I just think this is a spot, and if they are who Boomer thinks they are and who I'm coming around to, again to think who they are, I think they're going to win the game. I'm taking the Niners. Just so, just yeah, I'm taking the Niners too. By the way, Brian. But think back a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about is, does Detroit have what it takes to get to the Super Bowl? They're a great story. Dan Campbell's a great story. But they're not this. But they're not this. Nobody is this. Not I mean, up, not up front. Not the not. Eagles aren't this either. Now the Eagles do have a very good pass rush, but not the same pass rush that they had last year. Correct. And I'm going to tell you, Kyle Shanahan will have things drawn up for this defense that he's been waiting. He's been waiting to unleash on this team since last year's playoff loss. Here's the other thing to look at, too, and I don't want to get too deep in the weeds because we'll lose people, but linebacker level, Shanahan and Kittle, you can attack the Eagles with their off-ball linebacker. You know what you're getting up front, and you know a little bit on the perimeter what you're getting with the secondary. I'm telling you, there are ways to attack them in that second level, and I, I this could be a very big day for some of the Niners people in that middle level. What is the over-under for this game? Hold, please. I will hold. <laughs> because I, I think no matter what that number is going to be, I think it's going to be high scoring. Okay. At least one side is going to be high scoring. And I think that side will be the 49ers, assuming everybody stays healthy. 48. So 48 um, could uh, That's so a big I, number in the NFL. So I think like, I think like 31-24. Wow. Wow. Could it be like 30-20? to 20? I like the fact right that on this the guy wasn't done just picking, like, 50 games. He wants to throw totals in. You got any player props you want to throw in for the people <laughs> while you're at it? Well, I do that every uh, on Sunday at the NFL Today. So, I uh, I think Debo Samuel scores a touchdown in this game. Oh, my. Of course, A.J. Brown's going to score a touchdown in this game. And I, I'm inclined to take the over because I think one of these teams – San Francisco is going to put up a lot of points in this game. All right. We've covered it every which way. Let's go to the final word. 
Kickoff with Boomer and Valenti, presented nationally by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos, brought to you by those who drink it. And Lowe's, Lowe's knows home improvement. The final word. All right, so what we're going to do is this. You're starting to see reports of the carousel and how Team X is thinking about Coach Y and the rest. There are reports you could see a record number of job openings. Now, that's not a good thing, but it's where we are. Boomer, I'm going to go through a list of teams. You can tell me, Michael, this job will be open. Yes. This job might be open. This job will not be open. And I want to throw these around, see if you got a lean direction where you're going. Right. And, you know, here's just a caveat here as we go forward sure. through this. I hate talking about this because these are people's families. You know, you're uprooting so many things that go on in these coaches' lives now. They're nomads. They all know that. They yeah. all know that they could be in the 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 eye the, the fire, if you will, uh, of the of the owner. But I will say that uh, I agree with Adam Schefter. I do. I think that there's going to be a bloodletting, and it's going to get pretty serious. Right. So we start with the easy one. At Panthers' job is open. Open. Okay. So that's just cast it to the side. Right. Washington Commanders. I'm going to have to say open. Really? New no, owner. New no. owner. They're, they're going to Josh want. Josh Harris. Yeah. I'm not that he doesn't respect Ron Rivera. Everybody does. We Any all chance know that. the enemy takes the job. Yeah, that could be that. That could be the next not logical move. I, I can't speak for Ron. I like Ron. Um, I think his players play for him. I think his players care about him. I just think that that team is going to want to do something completely different. Okay. Jets. No, I think that that's a flat. No, uh, it's a flat. No, as of right now, flat. No. And I think they're all in for Aaron Rodgers next year. And I don't think that Woody Johnson's going to pull the trigger uh, unless, of course, the Jets completely fall apart here uh, and look terrible at the end of the year. But, you know, they had Aaron Rodgers on the phone calling season ticket holders. So that that tells me that everybody's coming back next year. I I thought it would be a maybe. Uh, That is surprising. All right. Giants. Nope. The hard no. Hard no, and uh, I know that we talked about Bill Belichick possibly leaving the Patriots, and wouldn't that be interesting had the Giants and the Patriots looked at this and maybe they made a trade for Bill Belichick? I don't think it's going to happen. I think Brian Dable's done a lot in the last two weeks alone. Um, Yes, to kill his draft stock. Yes, unfortunately to kill his draft stock, but, you know, these coaches want their one loss record on their tombstone. They don't want to give up any losses for some draft pick that they don't know whether or not that kid's going to be any good when he gets there. Chicago Bears. Open. That's you know what I love, Brian. He has not done a maybe yet. It's just hammers and nails, man. <laughs> Open. Yes. Is this where Jim Harbaugh ends up? Uh, could be Jim Harbaugh. Could be. I mean, could be anybody. But I, I just feel like, you know, that's a team that's going to be in transition. They made the trade for Montez Sweat and they gave the the contract to him. So that tells me that Kevin Warren and the McCaskey family are giving Ryan Poles another shot at the GM shot, spot. But they may want a new coach. They may they may want an offensive coach, especially if they're going to draft Caleb Williams with the number one pick. This one is on the periphery, but they lost. And I again, coach's age plays a role. Yep. Seattle. No. Okay. No way. Pete's Pete's on board oh, another yeah. year. He and John Schneider, uh, they're beloved out there. Oh no, it's not about being beloved. He's a thousand years old. I just yeah, thought... but he doesn't care. He acts like a fifty year old. I mean, he is like I had him as a coach way back when, when I was thirty seven, and he was acting like he was eighteen. Bucks. So he's awesome. Bucks, uh, I would say. Ooh, we got a maybe? I would say this is a maybe. And this is a maybe because um, if they don't win the division this year, 
And they, you know, they brought in Baker, and Baker's on a one-year deal. You know, Todd Bowles is supposed to be a defensive genius, and unfortunately this defense hasn't lived up to that kind of moniker, so I could say a maybe there. Okay. Chargers. Say it. Say it. America deserves this. I would say open. Yes. Brandon they don't, Staley's if they don't make, awful. If they do not make the playoffs, it's going to be open. And that's going to be coveted. Coveted. The most coveted of all these jobs because of that quarterback. Raiders. Open. I think Antonio Pierce has been a nice story. He's given a little bump. They're playing a lot better for him. Um, I, I Is that what Mark Davis really wants to sell? I don't know. I don't know what Mark Davis wants to do on a day-to-day basis. And this is this is the problem with the NFL owner. Very few of them are patient. Very few of them are willing to let something play out before they pull the you know pull the plug. So um, I do think that he's going to want a high-profile guy, and I think he's going to want to kind of revamp the whole thing. All right, Patriots. That's an interesting one. Oh, this is I your mean, report. I know. I still think it's going to be open, and I think it's going to be open because I just I don't know. I just feel like there's a separation coming. That's all. And I don't think it's animus oh, in any way. I don't, Only the greatest coach in the history yeah, of the league. It's, I don't think it's animus at all. I think it's going to be uh, an understanding between owner and coach and fan base and everybody else. And it's been an unbelievable run. And, and it's he, time. He'll be able to pick any job he wants. Browns. I think you got to stay. I think it's. I think Kevin Stefanski's done an unbelievable job with four different quarterbacks. And okay. that defense has been great. And they've been, you know, at the top of their – uh, the conference, uh, I, I don't see them collapsing. I think they're still going to sneak into the playoffs, and I think that he deserves Coach of the Year recognition if, in fact, that happens. Okay, couple off the boards. We've got a minute. Bills. That could be the surprising one. That could be the surprising one. And that's one. been my report. Yes, there you go. <laughs> and the reason that may be a surprising one is only because, you know, has their window closed? Has their run shut down? You know, the yes. GM and the coach are really close, though. That would have to be an owner stepping in and saying, you know, my fan base has had enough of this. we got to get an offensive guy in here. And there's some, like Ben Johnson or somebody like that that's available that would then hopefully amplify the greatness of Josh Allen in the next four or five years. Just keep an eye on it. It's just something, and and as Boomer said, it's not anti-McDermott. Sometimes – it runs its course. Right. That's Coach Cower would have a conniption right now listening to us do all this. Right. Just well, so then, you know that. Great place to stop. Yes. Everybody will be back at it next week, week 14. Lots to do, lots to say. And uh, listen, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you. It's kickoff with Boomer and Valenti. It's kickoff with Boomer and Valenti.